Welcome to the FBA Profits Show with your hosts Subi and Leland. Did you know Amazon.com employees spend two days every two years working at the customer service desk, even the CEO, in order to help all workers understand the customer service process? Welcome to the FBA Podcast. My name is Leland. I'm Zuby. Yeah, you are. This podcast are for those of you looking to learn more about fulfillment by Amazon, also known as FBA. Uh, we know Amazon as being the largest online uh, retailer, and uh, this is a great way to uh, sell your product, other people's products, and jump into having your own business. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the bestseller rank, which you can see in uh, your Seller Central account. It's an interesting statistic, but uh, before we dive into that, uh, how are you doing today, Zuby? You know, I'm hanging in there. It's 90 some odd degrees outside. <laughs> Got the AC in. Doing well. COVID's still around. Yeah, the yeah. world's coming to an end, but I'm enjoying it. There you go. At least you're cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So BSR, I think that was one of the first acronyms that we started throwing around without really saying what it was at first, but it's for bestseller rank. Uh, by definition, right, Amazon has that so you can see which products within a certain category are selling from basically top to bottom, from one position down to, like, we've seen what, some in the hundreds of thousands. And uh, you want to, in, the, there's some with millions. Wow. Wow. Pop quiz later, I'll ask you which one goes down into the millions. I feel sorry for those, those guys. But when you're the best at what selling the most what goes in what let's start what goes into that statistic well let's uh let's go from uh you know step zero um uh amazon ranks every single product that gets less listed on their platform under the category it gets listed um they have somewhere around 20 25 categories um on amazon including you know appliance automotive uh, toys, uh, electronics, etc. So each one of those categories, um, let's say in the toys category, there's 10 million products being listed there. Uh, well, it, every time somebody lists a new toy, um, it gets, uh, now that becomes 10 million and one products that have been listed in the toys category. Um, and so what happens is Amazon's algorithm on, I believe it's an hourly basis, um, they update this this rank of all those 10 million and one uh, products that are under that category. So, and and they update it based on the number of sales it has generated that hour, uh, that day, uh, previous week, previous th uh, 30 days, etc. So, um, what what the BSR tells you and what 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 it what it signifies is that. This is ranked as the number one most selling item in this category. That has a that means that it has a BSR of one. If it has a BSR of a hundred thousand, that means that there's ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine better products selling or not better products, other products that are selling better than this product is. Um, so it's it's a very you know it's it's a crude calculation, but it's a very important number because it really tells you how fast a product will sell. Um, there, there are other tools, third-party tools that will um, attempt to quantify these numbers. So if in a toys category, if you're selling, you know, if your rank is 
12,843, uh, well, that equates to approximately 35 products a month or whatever that might be. There are tools out there that try to do this. None of them are exactly accurate, um, but it, it's a good indication. Um, but the BSR is a really, really powerful tool to understand um, because it gives you sort of an intuitive um, knowledge of whether you should source a product or not. Uh, the the key factor behind it and one of the most important thing that I think a lot of people miss, um, especially a lot of people that are new in the business uh, miss on it is that um, you want to definitely be um, in the top 1% um, of any category. If you find something that's selling in the top 1% of that category, that's a great product to, to purchase and resell if you're profitable on it. Um, but like, for example, my strategy is I go to 3%. Uh, so the top 3% of any category, if I find a good uh, a product that's uh, returning me good ROI, um, I will purchase within that category up to the top 3%. Um, some people go 5%. Some people go 10%. It's it's based on a you know personal judgment and personal business objectives. But the reason it's important and why I say that is because each category has a different number of products in it. So, for example, um, I have the we, – we offer as part of our coaching program um, and as within our – Facebook group for free. Uh, we we do a monthly sales chart um, uh, that we uh, post on there and we, we send to all of our uh, clients. Um, it basically goes through for as of that month, um, as of the end of the previous month, what uh, the total items were in each category uh, and what that equates, what the top 1% equates to, what the top 2, 3, 5, and 10% equates to. And so uh, just looking at that right now, in the appliances category, as an example, there's a total of 561,175 items that are selling in that category. That means that if you're sourcing just in the top 1% of the appliance category, that you, you're only purchasing items with a BSR of 5,612 or better. So 5,612 or, or lower. So 4,000, 3,000, 2,000, all the way down to one. Um, and if you're sourcing in the top 2%, it goes to 11,000 and plus. If, if you're sourcing in the top 3%, it goes to almost 17,000. Um, so you, you can see that if, if your strategy is to source the top 3% of a, of a category, if you're looking at the appliance category, a, a BSR of 60,000, which could be amazing in most other categories, is outside of the top 10% of this category. So you don't want that. Um, a lot of people, you know, and, and it's it's common uh, for people to just, you know, say anything with 50,000 or less BSR is a really good deal. And that 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 holds true for 99% of the categories that are on Amazon, but not for 100%. There are a few categories where <clears throat> there's so few items listed within that category that it's very uh, important to understand that you know, 50,000 might be great for most categories. If, you, if you're selling in the clothing category, 50,000 is like the top 0.0001%. But uh, if you're selling in the uh, software category, 50,000 is uh, f almost 40%. Uh, and, and it's definitely not worth it to purchase anything in the top, 
you know, with a 50,000 BSR. Um, I'm, am, I, am I rambling? No, <laughs> no, like it's I'm, making sense. I'm and getting it, into this. No, each category is going to be, you know, variable depending on how much is in there. When I said I feel bad for those in the millions, right after it rolled off of my tongue, I realized the toy category is one of those that goes incredibly deep with tons of items. I mean, just, you know, think of just how many Lego sets and how many uh, Hot Wheels cars there are and balls and all of that kind of stuff. It just, it goes um, on and on. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. And one of them is kind of counterintuitive, and I'll leave that for the last one. But the first one is, so would a regular user going into Amazon to try to figure out, like, I want to buy something, are they going to be able to see that BSR? Or is it sort of hidden away from the regular buyer? Uh, yeah, no, it's not uh, uh, from, from, It's not buyer-facing per se. Uh, the BSR is um, uh, generally used by the sellers. I guess buyers could use them if they have the tools. Um, Amazon doesn't make it readily available. Um, you know, so it's not something that um, as a buyer you go and you're like, I want to buy these shoes. Let me see where they are in the category. It's not readily available on the uh, on the buyer facing uh, pages. Um, yeah, but if, if you have, sorry, yeah, I was gonna say if you're playing along at home, you can see the best sellers, and they give you like the top three or so um, uh, per category. They, the, the kind of they give you the top a hundred. They, they give you the top hundred of each one on the detail page. Exactly right, right, and then you can kind of see what what is being sold. Um, but uh, I know so. I have the um, add-on feature to Chrome, uh, Keepa. And within Keepa, you can see not only the BSRs, but where it ranks. And more importantly, um, not only the, sale, the BSR number, but that percentage that you're talking about. So for me, real useful tool is to be able to have that because I can see the product, I can see exactly what it is, and then be able to scroll down. And then not only does it have that nice little you know, plug for <laughs> for Keepa here, but uh, it has a nice little graph where you can kind of see what the numbers have been doing as far as inventory and sales. So you can see the momentum of of sales, but then the pricing, and then along with these, where has it ranked over time? Um, the other question I had for you is, is there something to going... So right now in the toy category is a four-in-one pool float. No surprise there with everybody stuck at home. They're going to float on the pool having their, their, their drink of choice, right? So that's number mm -hmm. one. But it's the number one bestseller. This one brand is the number one bestseller right now. Do I want Not to try brand. to... Or, right. It's that specific product. It's that specific UPC on that product. Absolutely. Thank you for the correction. Um, mm -hmm. Do I now... If this was making sense on ProAsons or any other list that was available that I was using... Do I want to go after the top ones or is there so much activity that maybe one person or a group of people already have a corner on that quantity to sell? I guess what I'm saying is because these are so popular, do you want to jump in on the highly, high, you know, one, two, three, four, the top ones? You absolutely want to jump in, um, but... In the, I'll say in the top 100 of them, in the top 500 of any category, of most any category, uh, you will never find a profitable product to purchase 
um, in an arbitrage or even in a wholesale model perspective from if you're small, if you're a smaller company uh, to resell at, at, at a profit. Because the reason why these, uh, these products really get up to the top, you know, number one or number 50 or number 100 um, is not only are they good products and they're in demand, but they are priced at such a price that um, people find tremendous value in them. Um, and when you have that low of a price, uh, you know, the only way you can really compete is to purchase hundreds of thousands of them at a time, and which is what Amazon does. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon uses its, you know, its size to really, you know, they, they, they don't need a 30% ROI. Uh, they, they, can, they, they will take a 10% ROI as long as they're selling thousands of them a day. And, you know, that's, that's their business model. So it's, it's really hard to compete on any product that's on the best seller rank uh, that the on the best seller page on Amazon because generally speaking um, you will not find it at the at prices cheap enough to be able to resell it pay Amazon's fees the FBA fees pay uh, all the shipping costs and everything else that's involved with selling a product using FBA and still make a decent profit on it but if you could it you would you want to put your entire investment into it if, if you can, because you know it's going to sell really well and really yeah. fast. In processing our, our, the, the retail arbitrage uh, lists, rare to see you know, single-digit, double-digit BSRs. They do exist. They come through from time to time, but it makes sense. So how about, are there any concerns or any, is there any use to spending time looking at changes to BSR, something that might be going one direction or the other, or do you not care? It's just whatever it is in the no. moment, jump in. That's No, that's a great question. You definitely want to check the history of a BSR. And again, a, a tool like Keepa really helps you um, understand that. But it matters where the BSR is now versus what the average 30 days are or versus what it has been doing over the last year. Um, and this, this, this is a little bit more of, you know, uh, not not fully advanced, but a little bit more advanced than just a beginner uh, level research on on a um, product to resell. But if if you can see um, on a chart that this item that is ranked uh, ten thousand right now, over the last twelve months, it has averaged somewhere between ten thousand and a hundred thousand, um, and when it when it was at ten thousand, the price was at this level at ten dollars, and when it was at a hundred thousand, the price was at twenty dollars. Then it it gives you a much bigger picture of can I hold it? And if even if I'm not profitable at ten dollars, um, when it when it whoever it is that's selling it at ten dollars runs out, and based on my research, I can tell that they've run out for three months out of the last twelve. So there's opportunity to make money, but where does it still sell when it's not selling at ten dollars? Well, if you sell it at twenty dollars, it's it it's sold at a BSR of fifty five thousand at twenty dollars. Absolutely, it sells. Um, you know, and a toy, especially let's just say it's a toys category. Fifty five thousand is an amazing. Uh, it's top one percent. It's top half percent of uh, the toys category. So it definitely makes sense. So now it becomes sort of a long tail inventory that you're purchasing for resale, but you use the BSR to make that determination that even though right now it's not profitable for you, it will become profitable sometime in the next 12 months. Um, and uh, it, it behooves you to purchase it because the ROI would be, you know, 
over 100% as opposed to being 5% right now. I imagine seasonality has an impact to certain items and the BSR is going to change quarter to quarter, month to month. Right now we're in the, I don't know if this is the term, but the meltable season, right? You're not supposed to be sending in Mm -hmm. chocolates and stuff. So I'd imagine right now those BSRs would be changing. Would be a lot higher than they would be. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They would be a lot higher than when they are, when, when the multiple season ends in October Um, and people start sending in chocolates. Um, Chocolates is a really uh, funny, uh, not category, I guess that's a funny uh, item to send in because each year um, they change the design of the package or most, Mm. most of them do like, you know, it's not the same Kit Kat packet is not going to be reused every single year. Um, And if, if, you know, the, the Kit Kats that you were selling last year might have been selling amazingly, but now with the redesigned model, for whatever reason, it's not selling as well. Um, so it's you always want to double check your uh, your uh, the products you're purchasing before just assuming that because last year it sold really well, it's going to sell again really well. Because for whatever reason, I haven't figured it out yet, but for whatever reason, something that sold really well with one packaging doesn't sell really that nearly as well uh, once the packaging changes, but the content is still exactly the same. Doesn't make sense to me, but it's happened. Are you sure? I wish you could see my face right now. Are you are you sure Kit Kat's changing the 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 wrapper? They're changing the packaging from from year to year. I not not probably not not year to year maybe, but they they do change them. I've been caught on wow. three different products with them, specifically with Kit Kat, where I just you know. The multiple season ends, and I in September I order a lot of it. Yeah. Um, because last year that we sold, you know, over a hundred thousand of this one item, and uh, I I purchased a, a lot, a large quantity of it. Uh, it came. It's a different packaging, and uh, it might have to do with um, maybe Amazon changes the uh, product page, so the historical BSR doesn't stick around with it. Sometimes that could be the case, uh, but even if the historical BSR is there, uh, during those three months with this new packaging, we, I, I had to continuously, over the nine months, lower my price and uh, in order to get that sold before the multiple season comes. Because you had last year's model. It didn't have the mm-hmm. cool features, yeah. Somewhere there's a collector Whatever of was, wrappers yeah. now. There's chocolate wrapper <laughs> collectors who are like this is from 1995 and this is the very controversial 2001 where they switched <laughs> to a different shade of red i wonder do they put the the dates on chocolate wrappers well most of them boy are we out. getting far afield right now but most of them have yeah. best buy dates so you can kind of get a sense for yeah yeah when they're bad that is true yeah yeah, but getting getting back to the BSR thing, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I literally started looking around for a chocolate wrapper right now. <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to stay away from Google to actually verify this, and you know, Snopes it or whatever, yeah. and then start looking like, have they changed? What does it look? Because I know like Hershey's, there's no way a Hershey's bar ever changed over time. It's iconic, right? The the white lettering and all of that garbage, but. Yeah, you're probably right that over time, like some of the other ones have changed. Designed. The design yeah, of the, the bags do change. Oh, yeah. that for yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and probably the materials they're using too. But 
Anyway, the candy well, stays the same. It tastes the same. Well, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this DSRs, is, this right? is the rabbit hole that we're going to continue going into, right? <laughs> gonna fall. I'm not going to let you get away from it. I'm going to wait for you to just start talking about it again. Then I'm going to bring up potato chips or something. I get you. Right, well, I'm gonna, I'm going to go back to your initial question just to get your mind off of uh, oh, chocolate. Then, yeah, yeah. There's only three categories because I just looked at it. There's only three categories that have less than a million items in them. Every other category has over a million items. Wow. Um, so when you say PSRs over a million, uh, the, the clothing, and shoe, clothing, shoes, and jewelry category has the most items, uh, over 107 million items in that category. Um, just quick browsing. The second one is books, which doesn't really surprise me. Uh, home and kitchen is third with 52 million. And... I am looking for fourth. Fourth is sports and outdoors with 27 and a half million items. So it just, you know, there's a lot of products being sold on Amazon. Um, toys, which you would think is just so deep and there's so many of them. There is only eight and a half million toys being sold um, compared to, you know, 12 million electronics. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, BSR... It, it does it does behoove us to make sure that we understand how many total items are in that in each category so that we can fine-tune our sourcing um, strategy. Um, it's it's a good rule of thumb to say fifty thousand or less or a hundred thousand or less. It's a very good rule of thumb because most of the smaller ones, like the appliances um, or uh, software or video games, most people, well, video games maybe, but the other two, most people aren't going to, uh, most retail or, or online arbitrage um, sellers are not going to source those products. Uh, software, there's just, there's a lot of issues with that. And um, appliances are usually the bigger, uh, bigger items. So they're hefty, bulky, uh, and cost a lot more. So it's, uh, it's a whole different strategy to do, uh, to sell in the appliances category. Uh, but but every other one, every every other category is over a million. But the the range is anywhere from you know two million up to a hundred million. So if you're if you're sourcing in the baby products category, which has two point six million items, you can do fifty thousand and be in the top two percent. Uh, but if you're sourcing in the uh, office products, uh, fifty thousand is uh, in the in the top one percent but not in the top two percent so it does matter um and it's good it's a good thing to you know if, you, if you're if you know if you're listening to this so uh, you you should be already part of our um, facebook groups uh we will continue to post these uh, updated charts on a monthly basis on there um, if you want to join our newsletter uh we will uh start sending these out uh to our newsletter subscribers uh, we update them in the first of each month and send them out the first week of each month um, and if you're one of our clients, you definitely want to make sure that you take a look at these updated uh, lists um, uh, or chart um, on a on a monthly basis, uh, just to sort of get a, especially knowing what products or what categories you sell the most in. Um, for example, if you you know you you sell in the grocery category, it's good to know that hey, the top three percent is about eighty two thousand or eighty thousand BSR. So. If I have anything less than eighty thousand in that category, it's a it's gold. Um, 
if it's profitable. And if 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 it's anything over eighty to one hundred thousand, I won't purchase it. Um, and the same goes through for any of these categories, depending on what category you sell a lot on. If you're if you're a big toy seller, um, like we do a lot of toys, I have a lot of um, wholesale accounts with uh, distributors and manufacturers of toys. Uh, top three percent is two hundred fifty-two thousand BSR. So I can technically, you know, purchase something that's two hundred fifty thousand rank and still sell pretty well on it if my profit margins are good. Mm-hmm. So it does it does behoove us to understand this chart and to um, follow it as 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 closely as we can based on our strategy. So flipping this, I on, can get. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say I can get bogged down in numbers, so that's why I keep on trying to stop myself because <laughs> when I start talking with numbers, I've people have told me that I lost them like 10 minutes earlier and I just never stopped to take a breath. So they've just sat there and listened without really understanding anything. No, no, uh, so I, I try to stop myself. I'm happy to interrupt you. And to sort of you know uh, keep it simple too, uh, let's say the BSR is outside of that 3% and it's a great deal. What are you giving away as, you know, uh, an FBA um, by going after something outside of the 3%? Let's say it's further down, but it's a good deal. Like you run the numbers and you're like, hey, all of this makes sense. I can, I can buy them cheaply. I can sell them for a lot more than what I'm buying them for. What is the risk in doing that? One of the things that business school really beats down into us is is a concept of opportunity cost. Um, And that's what you're giving up, uh, basically, because um, what happens is if you purchase something with a higher BSR, it takes it longer to sell. Um, And that, you know, we're talking generally speaking. You could get lucky and, you know, a few of them sell right away. But generally speaking, the the higher the BSR is, the longer it's going to take it to sell because the the less people are actually buying them. Um, so you have to wait for someone to want it and then to come and purchase it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Um, it should definitely be a part of your strategy. Um, we've we've talked about this in past podcasts, and we'll probably get into more uh, detailed conversation on this sometime in the future, but. These are called long-tail inventories um, or long-tail, long-tailed items because what you do is you're, you're purchasing them at a price that if it sells at the current price of, of whatever it is, um, you're getting 250% ROI. It's a huge return, but it, it's a, a rank that's in the top 8% or top 10%. So you're not, it's not selling very well right off the bat. So you could be sitting on it for months on end. It's that opportunity cost of those months. Could you have used that investment capital into a faster moving item and reap that reward faster? It's not 250% ROI, but you might have gotten 50% ROI. Well, if you can get 50% ROI and flip that five times in the, in the or not five times, I guess flip it less than three times, um, you would be getting that same 250% ROI equivalent. However, it's it's a strategy based on those numbers. So the timing is is, is very important, but you also want to make sure that you have these long longer tailed um, items in your inventory because it really boosts up your profit margins. It really jumps up your um, 
uh, your bottom line when they do start selling. Um, so it's that, but to answer your question, it's the opportunity cost. Can you right. spend that money on something else that that can get you a lower return but faster? So there could be items that are out there. They're just not selling with the same volume and velocity as like the four and one pull float that I mentioned earlier, but it's something that does sell. It's just, you have to wait longer for it to sell. Uh, part of that, could it also be that the rankings affect how the order? So if I start looking up pool floats, isn't Amazon going to, you know, feed me up some of the top sellers first uh, and maybe some of their own before it gets into the, 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 the you know, outside the 3%? Uh, this is going to become a very long podcast if you want to go into that details. It's part the, of the BSR, uh, the though. Amazon, multi, it's multifaceted, right? There's other parts it's, to it's, this. Yeah, yeah, it's extremely... I know it's, it's a very pertinent question. Um, Amazon's algorithm is... Their, their search term al algorithm is... you know it's There's so many different levels to it that um, it's very hard to fully comprehend. But it suffices to say that they will always have at least one of their own Amazon Basics comp competing products show up when you search for it. Let's say if you're searching for pool floaties. Um, and then the items that are going to come up are any any product that has that pool floaties as a search term um, and that has the highest bid on the pay-per-click um, model for them that they're sponsored. That's They're paying to have their product show up. And then from that point forward, Anything that's an organic search, um, it's going to be what is the closest match. Then what has maybe not in this order, but what you know the title is the closest. What has the the most sales and the highest reviews? Um, and and finally, it comes down to all right, does it have this these terms in the product description and not just the product title? So there's a huge this, the like a, a, a discrepancy between the different products, but the sales rank definitely does uh, dictate where in the search term results your product comes in. So if, you, if you're selling really well, then you get the Amazon's choice um, uh, label and you will at, every single search term will bring up at least one Amazon's choice product on there. Um, and that's an organic thing, but Amazon's choice comes up because you've um, they they feel that your um, product sells well enough and has positive reviews um, and sufficient reviews to get up there. Um, but yeah, so if you're a brand selling, your BSR uh, your BSR does help you, um, even if you're not advertising, to bring your product up more off more more up there. But from a seller's perspective, the BSR only matters because you know that. Based on a 50,000 BSR, it sells on average 50, 50 products, and you make your decision based on that. Make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Anything else that you want to so Wanted to make sure on? we didn't, I didn't ramble too much. Not at all. Not at all. You seem very focused on that today. Did somebody say something to you? Was there a comment in the comment <laughs> sections? That guy talks too much. That's what we're here to do. No. Okay, good. I, you know, as part of my my regular self development, <laughs> I, I I try to critique myself as much as possible. 
You're doing great. And I'm, I've been, you know, I, I recently really got into uh, meditation and whatnot. So during these meditation sessions, these all these thoughts and memories pop up. And one of them recently was, hey, numbers and you don't go very well when it when you're trying to explain it. So you got to change that up a bit. <laughs> now you did great. So I guess, so, yeah, somebody did say something to me. Yeah, it was you, right? There you go. In yeah. Meditation. Yeah. But my subconscious was talking to me. There you go. Watch out. Minefield yeah. time. Should we do an outro here? <laughs> <laughs> you want to start talking about meditation? That's that's your department. Oh, okay. Is the meditation my department or the outro my department? My, both of them. Hey. From, from what I understand, you med you've meditated longer and you meditate more than me. So it's I'm trying to catch up. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. So on that not, note. Not, not if you're losing. <laughs> <laughs> As always, <laughs> we thank you uh, for listening to us. If you stuck around this long, thank you. Really, there's something wrong. And uh, there's lots of choices yep. out there. And uh, check us out. ProAsons.com is a good place. You can link up to all of the other things that we're doing. And uh, we'll catch you on the next podcast. Thanks, Zuby. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for listening to FBA Profits. Visit ProAsons.com for more information like our Facebook group, Twitter, and direct contact.